Hello, and welcome to the Latter-day Ladies Podcast. I am your host and your friend, Jenny Moss. Today for episode 93, we have a very special guest. This is the only guest who has been reoccurring on the podcast, and I'm sure you've guessed it. It is my husband, Aaron Moss. Hello. Aaron, welcome. We are happy to have you here. We've already recorded one of these, and there was some ambient noise in the background, and so we are doing it again. Again, second time. It's exciting. You may not hear the excitement in Aaron's voice. That's because it never sounds like excitement when he's excited. This is full excitement level voice. When he's really excited, his eyes look a little crazy, but you can't see his eyes right now. No. But he is very happy. Okay, Aaron. Before we begin, I want our listeners to get to know you a little bit. So tell us, if you only could watch one movie for the rest of your life, what would that movie be? I don't even know the answer to this. I don't think it's possible to answer, but... Is it Hitch? No, I would say that the best movie ever made oh. is Remember the Titans. Yes, I did know you were going to say that. We it's undeniable. Yeah, it is. The movie is flawless. The, mo- so. the movie is incredible. All right, Aaron. That's why I came here today. <laughs> <laughs> I came here to talk to you about Remember the Titans. Um, Aaron, we are so happy to have you. One of the things that you are incredibly good at is preparation. Mm. How would you say that uh, preparation has helped you with your relationship with God? Um, there's a verse. Uh, that says, if ye are prepared, ye shall not fear. Mm. I think about preparation as the antidote to fear. I look at preparation as faith building. Mm. And that as I prepare myself, whether that's physically or spiritually or what have you, I am placing my faith in God. I don't think I naturally am good at preparation. It's probably the um, ADHD in my brain. Yours works differently. My ADHD leans heavily on preparation. It does. It does. Um, So I've been working really hard to do things like lately we've been trying to build up our food storage. And that has proven really difficult for me. I have to be really mindful about the things that I'm doing. But I think that... uh, Hearing the way that you make goals has helped me want and make more goals. So thanks, babe. It's really cool. good. Do you have any questions for me? What is your process for receiving revelation? Or how, or, and also, follow up, how have you developed that process? For a lot of my life, I felt like I didn't want to bother Jesus. I didn't want to bother him. He had other things that he needed to do. There were other people that needed his attention. And so I did not include him in a lot of my decisions. I didn't include him on what my major was going to be. I didn't include him on many things. It it really was only on what you would call the big stuff. When I started studying the New Testament um, the semester before my mission, I really understood that Jesus Christ was found in small moments as much as he was in the big moments. Everyone can remember Jesus Christ uh, giving power to Moses to part the Red Sea, but the small moment 
of him taking time to speak with the woman at the well. Like it wasn't even about what he said to her, but the fact that he just sat there and spoke to her, that gave me a better understanding of who he was and what he wanted from me. And so I started asking for his input, asking about what I should study, asking about how I should study. I remember asking him, uh, what book of scripture to read after studying the New Testament. He told me to read the Book of Mormon. And uh, slowly we developed a rapport and had many conversations about studies and on the mission, where we should go and what we should do. Um, But I realized that Jesus Christ was just as invested in the small stuff as he was in the big. And now if I'm going to pray for about something like Right before this podcast, we prayed um, and I asked the Lord what he wanted me to do because I've written a bunch, but I didn't feel like any of them were right. And so I just prayed and I kind of laid everything out in front of him and was like, okay, what would be the most helpful? And I felt him say, you need to talk to your Latter-day ladies and have a very uh, real conversation about life with them. So I was like, okay, let's do it. Um, So it's just like, I don't know, having a conversation with a friend. That's just kind of how it feels. I just talk with him throughout the day. And sometimes I even pray about uh, what I, where I should be during the day. Like I'll pray, should I go to, I need to go to Target and Fry's. Should I go to Target first? Because who knows, maybe somebody at Target needs me or I need them. Well, and that all just falls back on the development of your relationship and how your um, your trust builds upon that relationship, your understanding builds upon that relationship. Even just the simple, like, I can give my kids a look and they know, like, that means knock it off or whatever. <laughs> but, like, that, that's built on a relationship of ex- joint experiences and, and trust. And we can communicate... Uh, more effectively because of that. Yeah, that's true. There was a woman, this is like a couple of months ago. Do you remember? Do you know what I'm going to talk about? The only clue I have is there was a woman. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a woman and we walked out of Fry's at the same time and she looked really puzzled. And so I was like, hey, do you need help finding your car? She was an older lady and she was like, I have no idea where I parked. And so we're going up and down the aisles. Aaron ended up, he was coming to pick me up and he um, parked the car and was helping us look for this car. And we thought maybe someone had stolen it. And then was it you who had the idea to go to the side? Um, I was going to the side at the same time as uh, you guys were. So we had gone up and down the aisles over and over, couldn't find her car. And then we went to the side and uh, we found it. And she was so relieved that it had not been stolen. And then she started apologizing to me. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've wasted your time. And I was like, no, you haven't. You haven't wasted your time. Do you know how many times I've forgotten where my car is? And we laughed. And she hugged me. And she said, thanks for reminding me that there are good people in the world. Mm-hmm. And I got in the car and I like started to cry because um, the reason why I was going to the grocery store by myself and Aaron took the kids to go grab dinner was because I was fed up. <laughs> it was a really hard day. And I was like, oh my gosh, what are we even doing? 
And um, it mattered where I was, the time, it mattered where she was. So I think that's why I started including God and Jesus Christ in my day-to-day plans. Well, and I think that we often get into this idea that we pray when we, whenever we come to a, a situation where we don't know the answer. Like, you know, we, we've lost our keys and we've looked everywhere and then we pray. Mm. Or we don't know what we're supposed to do with our life. We've thought everything through and then we pray. And it's not that you are sitting there praying like, I don't know what to do. I don't know which place to go first. It's you're including him in the process just like you include me in the process Mm -hmm. of, hey, we got to go to the store. We also have to pick up the kids. We have to, you know, we talk about that and then we come up with the plan together and I can say what I need and you can say what you need. And it's just a an additional relationship to include. And as you do that, you get to see what needs he has and which ones you can participate in fulfilling. He also is good at anticipating needs. Um, I went to Walmart, and I I never go to the Walmart here, Um, but I felt prompted to go to the Walmart for a couple different things that we really didn't, weren't in dire need of, but I wanted to make some more uh, laundry detergent. It was like one of the most delightful trips I've ever had to the store with one of our kids. I was just with our baby. Uh, my daughter was at school and Georgie and I just went up and down the aisles and we were laughing our heads off and just like having such a good time. And I realized um, the second we walk into Target, George immediately wants to go over and get popcorn <laughs> and like he's got, you know, go-to needs and stuff. But, um, Walmart was a completely new situation and we kind of were just able to be thrown together and enjoy each other. And it wasn't for anyone else. I don't think it was just, just for me. Mm. He always comes through tenfold. Twentyfold. Hundredfold. <laughs> I always call him a five birds, one stone kind of God, which I think is hilarious until I tried to explain it to our kids the other day and they were like, what does that even mean? It takes a lot. You got to understand the idiom that no one uses. Anymore. Blow it up and then try to. It's hard when your kids don't realize how hilarious you are. I do tell them all the time though. I'm like, you guys, I am so funny. You're so lucky. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, Aaron, was what do you think was the top thing that you learned while you were gone for six months? Like, what's like your biggest takeaway from that, spiritually speaking? I often relied upon uh, what I could do physically mm. uh, to support our family, where when things were hard or uh, needed to get done, I could. I could step up and and physically do them to uh, alleviate stress or to, you know, fulfill needs. Um, and then when that was completely taken away, I had to reevaluate my, um, my role in the family and how I can best fulfill that even when... Um, Physically, I wasn't able to be there to fulfill 
those roles. So how can I be a provider and a protector and a father and a husband when, um, when I'm far away? I think you figured it out. One of the things that I loved was we would read books together. And so we'd both be reading the same book and then we could talk to each other about it. <laughs> and do you remember what we did? We picked a TV show and we would text each other funny quotes from the show that week. And it was always very interesting because Aaron chooses very niche, niche things. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. But it was really nice. We found new ways of connecting because the traditional ways were not available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, I think it was really good. It stretched us a lot. Um, I wanted to put a plug in for this idea too. Um, I received a message from someone a couple weeks ago on Instagram and she said, I'm having a really hard time. I feel like every single time I pray, I'm not um, maybe hearing God uh, I'm, I'm struggling to know what his voice sounds like. Can you do an episode on hearing him? And, uh, Aaron said something earlier that was really interesting about learning to hear the voice of the Lord and how he sounds like to you. Will you, will you teach that again? Yeah. Um, we were talking about receiving revelation and we, we often say, well, the Lord's going to talk to you the way that you need to hear it. And for some people, it might be more, uh, you know, strict or harsh or more vague or more tender. Uh, and while I think that is an important principle, uh, I think if we look at that passively, we, we miss out. If we just say, well, the Lord's just going to get it to me, and then I'll just know that he's speaking to me in, in my own way. And I think... For me, it really helped when I started to um, actively determine what my way was so that I could say, okay, I receive revelation best when I do X, Y, and Z, and when I phrase questions like this or when I study like that. And by developing my own way, I essentially developed that shorthand with our Heavenly Father, where I know how I'm going to receive the revelation. I know how he talks to me because I know I understand my side of that. Um, And that's not to say that you'll never experience something outside of your traditional experience, but I think we can be active participants in our reception of revelation by engaging in the process and acknowledging what it is that we specifically do or need to do to be ready for that revelation. Mm. I usually, I mean, I wrestled about the idea of homeschooling our oldest for a while before I prayed about it. I just went back and forth. I thought about all the elements and everything that had to do with the question. And then I finally came to the conclusion that I should And um, then I prayed about it and said, Heavenly Father, I am going to homeschool Teddy. Are you in agreement? And uh, it was so cute. (laughs) 
<laughs> because usually it's like you feel a spirit and you're like, oh, okay, this is the right thing. But it was like, it was like a party. It was like, yes, this is it. You did it. Yeah, girl. Yeah. And it was like a really hard decision for me to get to. And now it just feels so right and so in line with everything that he needs. So it was exciting to get there. But I love what you said about learning how the Lord speaks to you and then learning your part um, to be able to enable that conversation. So that's beautiful, Aaron. Um, One last question. If uh, you were having a conversation with um, one of our ladies here, she was sitting here and talking about how she struggles to create time for stillness throughout the day. She's with her kids uh, or she's at her job all day long and then she feels spent. Um, What's one thing that you would say to her to help her find that time for stillness with the Lord? It's super hard And, and treating it as hard is an important part. Like mm-hmm. it's ne- it's at least for me in my life, I'm never going to stumble upon a time <laughs> where it's just quiet and I can just ponder. That like doesn't that, happen. That has never happened in my life so far. So, I again we're talking a lot about switching from being passive to being active, or reactionary to to proactive, and so. It's just like anything else. If you want to exercise or if you want to um, read the scriptures more or um, learn a language, you've got to make it a specific goal and um, find find a time that you can be consistent in carrying it out. I mean, specifically for me, it's usually finding... A moment, uh, I look for it in the gaps in my life. So it's hard to find a moment before I leave for work. It's hard to find a moment when I get to work. But I have a, I don't know, 10-minute window of my drive to work where I'm essentially in limbo between my two worlds of responsibility. And if I... I could sit there and choose to, um, I mean, I could choose to do many different things in that time. But one thing that's helped me is choosing to ponder. So I'll usually listen to my scriptures on the drive. And then when I get to work, before I jump out of my car and go inside, I take, uh, sometimes it's just a few moments, sometimes it's longer to ponder not just about what I've studied but about my day and about my standing and all these different things in my life. And so that's a way that I've found in the gaps in my life to to find time for reflection and for uh, where I receive revelation. Hmm. I love that. Finding the gaps. And if you don't have any gaps, create the gaps. Aaron, thank you so much for being here. We love you. And I know I speak for every single person listening to this. Mm. They love you. And I equally love everyone. Yes. Um, I hope you guys know how much uh, we appreciate you. We're happy you're here. And we hope you have an incredible week. Bye. If you'd like to continue this conversation, find us on Instagram at the Latter Day Ladies 
or on our website, thelatterdayladies.com. 